looking to accelerate your acting career, to stand out from the pack, join host Frank Fawcett as we ignite your acting career. Our show is 100% listener supported. So if you've gotten anything out of the show, please consider supporting Ignite Your Acting Career at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Ignite Your Acting Career. Or you can do a one-time donation at Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign faucet media. Um, by doing this, this will keep us uh, bringing you the content that you love from Ignite Your Acting Career. Uh, we've got all types of levels uh, all the way from $5 monthly to $100 per month. You get general uh, support, ad-free content. You can get a one-on-one career console with me, live streams, added content. It's going to be really nice over there. So go ahead and subscribe on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Ignite Your Acting Career. Frank Fawcett host of the Ignite Your Acting Career podcast. I want to thank you for joining me. Uh, doing a live episode with some, some uh, on the new app, Green Room by Spotify. Wonderful new platform uh, direct access to some other tools that we've already been using. So we're going to go ahead and record this thing. And let's see who shows up. See if they want to talk about the topic, ask a question, and get a feel for how things are going. Anyway, uh, what's been going on with me? Um, yeah, I had an interesting week. Uh, keeping it real low key after a lot of, you know, energy going on last week with signing with new agency, uh, a new agency and a manager. Actually, a manager now. Uh, well, I'm actually want to try to run with the manager, a new manager of Los Angeles, California, for theatrical representation. So I'm just trying to uh, allow myself a chance to get acclimated. I, I really want to chop it at the bit to get out there. So many people talking about uh, auditions that are available, you know, how much uh, change is being made right now the push for diversity, but uh, <laughs> waiting to see it on my own doorstep, you know, today. But um, other than that, things have been really good, man. I've been really feeling good, healthy, and in good spirits, and just, just open to new opportunities like this, um, doing live uh, podcasts, because I, I just want to get some feedback, and, like, you know, response in real time of people and what they really desire to know. I like this to be a place where people could come to, you know, ask those questions and get those things off their their chest if they need to. Um, but man, I'm gonna give this some time and allow some people to come in, see what happens here. Um, let's see here. Let me share this. Share this with some folks. Oh, let's see if I can share with Ah, uh, that would be great. Let's see if pizza bill. Uh-huh. You know, when you got, you know, some people that I've been wanting to interview, anyway, I might as well share the, 
link with them. Once again, this is Ignite Your Acting Career podcast live, first episode live. Crazy, right? Um, yeah, man, I'm just sending uh, out the link right now and see who chose it, if anybody. If not, I'll just be talking to myself in here in the silo. Uh, but that's always um, fun as well. Because <laughs> believe it or not, I've been doing this podcast for and fits and starts since 2017. So 2017 starts off the podcast, uh, solo podcast. And like, you know, a solo podcast, it's really hard to make it interesting for long periods of time. I feel like I'm a pretty good conversationalist, so I can, you know, make things happen, talk. But, you know, you want to have somebody to bounce things off of. So that's why I think this live uh, podcast thing is a great opportunity. And, uh, you know, I was on Clubhouse for a while, but this particular thing uh, allows me to record directly on the app live with uh, participants. So, you know, that's really, really cool. Well, let's see. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, let's talk about what's happening in the news, shall we? Um, let's see. Was a story I had here a couple minutes ago. Uh, well, it looks like Warner Brothers is doing an Alan Hughes Marvin Gaye film. What's going on? Um, Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine are producing. Hmm, let's read more about that because that sounds like something I could have a role. <laughs> so that that's uh, that's really attractive to me. Um, okay, exclusive. This is from Deadline. Warner Brothers has lined it. What's going on? A bi- biopic of iconic soul singer Marvin Gaye that Alec Hughes will direct and produce with Dr. Dre, Jimmy Iovine, and Andrew Lazar. The studio acquired a script by poet and playwright Marcus Garley of uh, be Facebook friends with Marcus. Uh, might have to dig into my Facebook. <laughs> he wrote the musical The Color Purple for WB and The Singers of State and Motown are part of the deal. It's a funny story. I used to live briefly, very briefly, right around the corner from Marvin Gaye's family house in Los Angeles. And it was the place where he met his untimely demise, you know, rest in peace. And um, yeah, it just used to trip me out that that was like such a legacy. And you know, with me being from the... Uh, from Maryland, right outside of Washington, D.C., where Mom and Gabe was from. I felt some kind of kinship connection with So I might have to investigate it. That's what I'm going to tell all my actors. Is if you find something that's interesting, like a project that's coming up in development, uh, follow that path and see if you can become a part of it, if you can become uh, one, of the, one of the people involved with it. There might be a connection there. You know, a lot of a lot of my career has been led by that type of spiritual, like, kind of, I don't know, intuition to just kind of make moves. But anyway, I'll get back to the story. <laughs> um, it says, uh, oh, okay, WB and the Singers of State and Motown are part of the deal. So there will be rights to use all of Marvin Gaye's signature songs. This finally will bring to the screen the singer's story after many previous attempts a different filmmaker stalled or fell short of the rights needed. 
this is so personal for me. He was told the deadline. When I made my first film with my brother, we were fortunate to get what's going on into the trailer for Minister Society. And it was a game changer in elevating marketing. Absolutely. And Minister Society is a classic. It's one of those films that you just, you know, I could turn on in the 90s and like, just like, just be entertained from beginning to end, you know, and uh, just, you know, at peace, you know, like, even though it was, it was quite, quite violent at times. But, um, yeah, man, they're, they're beautiful directors. I, I believe Mr. Society was a shot-by-shot um, inter- interpretation of Goodfellow. And that was uh, something that they later said that inspired them. You could tell it's, it's beautiful how they put it together. And to see black people in this, this world that, you know, kind of was, you know, mob influence. And I'm a fan of Goodfellow, of course. Um, you know, my name's Frank. Come on, you know what I mean? So <laughs> uh, my dad loves those movies too. So, you know, I think definitely uh, kinship, like I said, these connections here. But every film of mine, but that period film from hell had some Marvin Gaye in it. Ah, see, another thing he did, I didn't know about the Hughes, uh, Alan Hughes in particular, because he has a twin brother that used to produce, uh, direct with him. I think he produced some. He's an artist, artist with his ethereal voice that just comes out of the heavens. There have been plenty of great artists, and then Marvel in his own way. And you listen, in one measure, you'll feel like you read a novel, such a rich inner life, and that voice, heavenly but riddled with pain. The agony and ecstasy at the same time, when he gained his independence in the 70s, that album was going on. Then Trouble Man, and let's get it on. I want you in his final masterpiece here, my dear. When it comes to vocal orchestrations and the way he layered his voice, he's, he's Mozart. That's very true. Very poetic, I put it as well. Um, we've heard all these big name directors that have tried for 35 years to consolidate these rights. This started with Grace saying, let's do this together. And then Jimmy came on and Andrew Lazar. And we worked with this state, with the Motown, with Motown and some other things that needed to be tied down and got it done. Hey, that's how you do it because, you know, so many films, like I think back to the whole Aretha debacle and like Aretha literally picked somebody that she wanted to play her in the film and they still, some studio had the rights to do it and then they did it with no music really of Aretha and it really impacted that television miniseries project. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't received well. And then the Aretha movie is still coming, I believe. Uh, I'm pretty sure the 2020, uh, events have probably slowed that down, but really, really great. Um, really great, uh, news that they're getting all the rights to the Mark Day, uh, catalog so they can have free range the full story. That's why Ray was so cool. You know, if you think about all those biopics, like certain movies are lifted by the music of the artist and you gotta, it's part of that life story. You can't really do it without it. So, uh, let's see. 
Um, there's also a deadline here's a studio will put up the biggest budget ever for an African American music biopic, uh, north of 80 million in Marvin Gaye estate and Motown squarely abroad. The singer's widow, Jan Gay, being the producer with Suzanne, Suzanne DePass. Uh, Hughes and the producers immediately will begin to search for the actor to play Marvin Gaye. I don't know, man. It might be, might be a little old for the role. I mean, I have to do the math, but uh, I need to put my hat in the ring. Let me see if I grow up here. No, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this much. Marvin's a saint, so I like uh, But I mean, the story come come on. I'll be an uh, actor's dream, but Marvin Gaye. Anyway, um, yeah. And for my younger audience, Marvin Gaye was a singer in the 1960s, 50s, signed to Motown Records, one of the best crooners of all time. And yes, of course you. You've heard his, his music. Absolutely, you've heard it on anything from commercials to, to movies. Like, I don't know, he was in Minister's Society. Okay, uh, the film is uh, effectively greenlighted for a production start next year for an event release in 2023 that will encompass Warner Brothers, the Actors, and HBO Max. How awesome would it be if I was to figure out a way? After talking about this to manifest me on a That would be very, very, very cool. The intention is not to do a by the numbers biopic, but rather to create a musical odyssey and theatrical experience around the life of one of America's greatest singers and musicians. This film will thread a story of his past events that helped shape his infamous last tour. Not only does it depict the tumultuous relationship he had with his father, it, well, maybe I can play with his father. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to get a name for that. Um, but, you know, I got some ideas already for that. <laughs> Yo, let me start casting this bad boy. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, it depicts the tumultuous relationship he had with his father. Celebrates the life of women that influenced Gay's career and inspired some of the most iconic love songs of all time. Uh, this film also affirms how its music was integral to the popular culture for three decades running. What's going on not only addresses the demons that haunted Marvin, it is a thrilling tribute to an icon whose music changed the world. Yeah, man. Oh, man. That's really cool. So, Marcus Garvey, uh, hit up. Uh, Alan Hughes, hit me up. I mean, I'll play a roadie on this one. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I get my new agent and manager to pitch me. But that's, that's a good thing. And maybe I should explain that um, for my people last week who checked into the agency episode. The agency is, is your um, it's your point person to give you entree into projects that you might not be able to reach on your own. There's wonderful actors that are able to make things happen on their own, but 
with the with an agent or manager, you have a representative that can perhaps pitch you and get you in the room for everything that you might be right for. So that's um, that's one of the the best uh, explanations I have for uh, what an agent does in, in a very short, you know, sort of blurb. But uh, yeah, man, it's really good, really great. Uh, didn't know this was going to be a Pitch Frank podcast, but hey, I'm I'm with it. I like this. Uh, so let's uh, let's move on. See what else is happening in television and film. Our subject areas of choice for the Ignite Your Acting Career Podcast. Maybe let me set it back up. To the Ignite Your Acting Career Podcast, I'm your host Frank Fawcett, and uh, recording this live. But uh, this is a regular podcast that you can get on Apple, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get podcasts, and also on YouTube nowadays. So um, please, please follow, subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you. All right. So let's keep going. Let's go a little deeper into. Uh, let's see what we have in our, oh, also TikTok. I'm on TikTok as Frank Fawcett underscore. Um, just pulling that platform up because it's just so much wonderful audience over there. And, you know, people who really want to learn how to be actors, you know, the right way and, and starting off from a basic level of understanding craft. And, you know, like it, it always takes a little bit of, push and it takes a little bit of uh, inspiration. So I hope that can be that on the TikTok spaces for the next generation for whatever adults are over there. Yeah, um, one of my college buddies is doing well on TikTok right now. Uh, shout out to you, Gerald. Um, let's see here. Hmm. So let's see. Um, yeah, it's really hot out here. It's starting to get deep into the summertime, and um, I don't want to run the air conditioning because of sound restraints, but uh, I do think uh, at some point to, to blast it and, you know, turn it on, turn it off. Um, yeah, let's see. Aha. No. No. Huh. What is this? Uh, yeah, I'm waiting for some people to come in. Maybe I just have to sit and wait here because I don't know how the algorithm works on this app and what uh, what attracts people into certain rooms, you know, other than your following. You know? And as it were, I just started on the platform, so I don't really have to follow. So. <laughs> Bear with me. Oh, look at that. I've got some followers now. Huh. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Thank you to my new followers, Aaron, uh, Dr. Michelle Williams, and John. Um, thank you for following. Frank Fawcett, this is the Ignite Your Acting Career podcast, and we're recording live for distribution later in 
Well, I don't know. I guess it's brought to that. We're going to cancel that. Almost ended the room. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going I'm to hang out for a little while here and just keep this party going. Uh, looks like they're doing some type of theater camp on here. Theater camps for intensive summer camp for acting uh, in the Southeast. That's good. Uh, I actually did do a Southeastern Theater Conference when I was, uh, shout out to SCTC, when I was coming up. It's a great way to get a bunch of theaters in a, in a single space where you can audition and get into summer stock, which, I mean, I got like a rite of passage theater people to go somewhere for summer, do outdoor drama, you know, like I did Blue Jacket in Ohio, which no longer exists, but, you know, we played a, did a great play uh, that's was historical. They had been doing since the, probably the 50s or 60s, I might be mistaken, but a great opportunity to go out and learn the craft in a very, like, kind of going away to summer camp type feel, you know, like they had horses on stage. I got to ride a horse out first one on stage. Um, and I got to go up there and say the first speech uh, to, the, to the audience. You know, it's a big like, amphitheater and like, our stage is made of covered in dirt. It was great. It was great. So I encourage anybody to get into those opportunities. There's also, you know, traditional regional theaters that show up to SCTC. So, I think even for uh, your more seasoned actors, like it's a great little, it's a great opportunity to get in front of a bunch of people in the theater and have, you know, have your headshot be in their file. Uh, I'm sure they've probably got a, a virtual, uh, virtual one that they probably did last year. Uh, but, you know, like if this year is coming up, uh, you should, Definitely sign up. And I think there's NETC for Northeastern as well as like, I think um, some of the Western theaters are either represented there or they have their own version um, in the Southwest. So what else is happening in the neck of the woods? Trying to wait for some guests. Uh, if not, we'll just, uh, you know, we'll do this another time, you know. But thank you for joining me, everybody that's listening, all my wonderful Nitraction Career fans, uh, podcast listeners. We have been cracking on, and we've got a great listenership right now. I'm telling you, we are hitting uh, record numbers at this point. Um, well, I think, I think we'll... I think we'll hit a, a critical mass in the next month or so, uh, you know, just based on kind of like building the reputation of the, the actual podcast. And then like being on apps, like, like I said, like Green Room will allow you. So also if you're listening to this and uh, you're also following me on maybe Instagram, I'll start scheduling these rooms and you can come be a part of this show. It'll be just like, I, I always say inside the actor's studio, but you know, you know how you have a guest and somebody can stand up and ask a question, man, I would love that. That would be ultimate. And I'm, I'm really 
seriously wondering why that show doesn't exist anymore. Like, I learned so much from the Inside Actors Studio with the new school. And, you know, it was just like you get a chance to see these great actors. So, I mean, if you actually get an opportunity to check them out, I wonder if they're on like YouTube or a streaming service. Uh, inside the Active Studio is a gem because you get to hear the process and the, the, the gritty parts of acting that you never, you never get to really, you never see that. You only see the success, right? I mean, that's what I hope to do with this podcast. I hope to open up some of that. Not too much, obviously, but there's my dudes. There's my dudes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I do want to show you successes, but I also want to show you, you know, kind of the reality. This is not an easy task. It's not an easy feat. And um, I just hope that you all are prepared, prepared for every eventuality, you know, so, and, and know why you're doing it, you know. I think that's very important, and that will help you lean times, you know, the in-between times. Um, yeah, I have a young actor living up the other day asking, uh, are you really an acting coach? Yeah, I'm really an acting coach. He's like, I guess he, you know, he might have been 13 or 14. He was really interested. And I guess he hadn't really thought there of other people out there that could guide him through this process. So, yes, he guides you through this process. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's rewarding, man. Just being a part of this community is rewarding. Um, so, yeah. Um, and I love to be able to tell you about my auditions when they start happening. Um, I do have a guest slated to come up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to twist his arm to come on. Uh, we've, been, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks, but uh, Royce Johnson from... Uh, Daredevil and uh, uh, the Punisher fame, as well as a great guest turn on For uh, Life this season. Great friend of mine, and uh, he's going to come on to the show. We're going to we're going to chop it up. I'm going to show y'all show y'all how we how we do it in the acting game. You know what I'm saying? We're just like some old you know old guys still get getting uh getting involved in the business. <laughs> so, yeah, it should be pretty good. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Okay, so... Um, uh, oh, my acting teacher is going to turn 80 this, this year. Uh, maybe yeah. I want to put this out there, but <laughs> I thought that was really cool piece of information. One of my classmates hit me up and, uh, you know, so you, in this training thing, you kind of go apart, you grow apart and, uh, you know, you, you're not always in the loop, but I'm so glad when they reach out to me and kind of tell me things like that. I mean, I'm also a Facebook fan, but uh, uh, maybe I can't find the date right year. Okay, you know, of course. I'm not gonna let this go. <laughs> oh man, 
Let's see if we can get somebody. Yeah, okay. Now I'm back. Um, Sunday. No, actually, it's actually after that, so I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> but yeah, we're having a, a great time. You know, it would be funny if he just chose this episode to listen to. So I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> I'm going to wait till <laughs> nobody listens. Nobody in my regular life understands that I have a podcast. Let me just say that. Like, they just assume that I'm. I, I promoted all of my page, and I, I think some of them might listen to it, but nobody ever talked to me about it. So, so it's kind of funny that I have so many listeners actually over this podcast. This is a successful podcast, guys. I just want you to know, and it's going to get more successful. So, just warning my family friends that uh, you know, do big things, do big things over here. <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah, we're coming up on my, my time. Uh, but I did want to get one more story. Well, how are you doing? It's a better question. Why were doing this? Getting everything you wanted. Uh, are you are you igniting your acting career? Are you putting it out there every day? That's the thing. Uh, yeah, I'm not really gonna talk about the Lakers pilot. You know, I've heard a lot of things about that. Not totally hard. One of the shows is shooting in the states, in the city. But um, yeah, I'm you know, just aware of it. Oh, 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 let's talk about this. Yeah. All right, we'll just do this one. Why not? No, not Megan Stallion. Not a one Stallion. Um, hmm, okay. Yeah, let's talk about Elizabeth Moss. Why she decided acting was not enough. Now calling shots on Handmaid's Tale and more behind the limit. Elizabeth Moss is a well-known as an Emmy-winning actress, and of course, in several hit series going back to the West Wing, right? Yeah, she was great. And most notably, including Mad Men and the Handmaid's Tale, uh, which is a great show of Madden. With limited series successes like Top of the Lake, her film work includes acclaimed performances in her Smell, Shirley the Square, and The Invisible Man. Upcoming uh, Wes Anderson con competition entry, The French Dispatch, among many others. But she isn't just content to be just on screen. She's also becoming a force off screen, as you should, as a perfect evolution of Creative uh, actor, you know, you're uh, 
you're building your craft, you know, and you get to a certain point, you should always see if you can push it further, see if you can direct, see if you can write, see if you can produce. Um, but she isn't content to just be on screen. She's also becoming a force off screen as well as producing several of her projects and also now also directing. Um, she made her debut in the director's chair, helming three episodes of this season's Handmaid's Tale. It's now is taking it even further, stepping behind the camera for an episode of her upcoming Apple TV series, The Shining Girls. Moss always is on the talk with joins uh, this writer today with uh, this week's edition. I think there's a video component to this, or if you're looking for this, uh, maybe I can point you in the right direction. Oh, there's a video series called Behind the Lens, Deadline Goes. Uh, where we will talk in depth about our decision to become a multiple threatening business. Right. Um, we chat in particular about her finally decided to add, deciding to add directing to her credits on The Handmaid's Tale, uh, the series for which she has won a couple of movies for acting and producing. She's running the show over there. You know, <laughs> she's got a lot going on. They know they're going to allow her to do some things. Okay. Um, uh, and which continued strong into its just wrapped fourth season with some new twists, and to shake things up. Discuss the challenges it's just challenges involved, particularly the sad fact that she only got a day and a half to a directorial debut when COVID shut down production. She had months to prepare to shoot the rest of that episode. Oh, wow. That's like putting a basketball player on ice on the free throw line, and you just <laughs> you call the timeout just to just put the pressure on them, you know. Uh, you had the whole code to think about directing her first directorial debut, um, giving her the prep time that rivals that of legends like Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> Joking aside, most is serious about this phase of her career, and then definite ideas on how to do it. She also is working on the new Apple TV series and uh, finding all sorts of new paths for a career to take as an actress, producer, and director. She also tells me who her filmmaking inspirations are, so watch our com- watch the conversation. Okay, yeah. So basically, that uh, that's beautiful. Man. I love her as a director. I think some of the best directors are actors or have been actors or have history in acting. I'll tell you, there are directors that haven't done acting, but I think best directors have the knowledge of acting and some type of um, mastery, some type of you know ownership of the craft uh, because it gives you a different view than you know these people or just pieces that you have to move around like you start getting into deeper uh, deeper kind of performance direction and and you really start to understand what it takes to get to the place that you want the actor to go to. So you're more understanding of that process. It's not just like her you can do it, you know. Uh, I think some directors suffer from, you know, uh, but yeah, that's kind of the dynamics on set. 
And I think she wanted to do this probably for a long time because she was already a producer. Uh, and she was kind of dipping her toe. And then <laughs> the whole year to plan your first episode. Well, that's a beautiful thing. So it's probably going to be amazing. Uh, shout out to Elizabeth Moss. And uh, you can come on Ignite Your Acting Career anytime you'd like. Uh, just let me know. You can reach us at Ignite Your Acting Career at Gmail. This is for you too, guys. Ignite Your Acting Career at gmail.com. If you have a question, you want to uh, pitch a guest, possibly, you know, um, hit us up. You know, our door is open. We're listening. And um, also, if you want to um, follow me, I'm Frank Fawcett, I'm an actor, writer, and sometimes director, sometimes producer. And I am at Frank Fawcett, Frank, spelled like Sinatra, F-A-U-C-E-T-T-E. And on most uh, social media, you'll find me there, Instagram. Like I said, the TikTok with the kids. And um, also on Twitter and everywhere else. Uh, you listen to podcasts. And now on Clubhouse and Green Room on Spotify's Green Room. So, and I'm really, I, I figure out how to change my username because it's not, it's not, it changes some numbers right now, but uh, we're going to work on that, baby. So, I thank you for joining me. This has been Nature Acting Career Podcast, a very special live episode, recorded live. Um, yeah, and I hope you all are having, I hope you all are gain, taking steps further to gain the knowledge you need to ignite your acting career. I'll catch you next time. And I might be back sooner than later because I like this live app. I'm not going to play. And I like the opportunity I have to talk to people that I might not speak to in a closed podcast environment. Technology. So <laughs> I bid you adieu. Next year, I can career.